0: Welcome to Adaptations of I'm Tessa. And I'm Elliot.
1: This is the podcast where each week we take a book, read it, and then watch the adaptation of the book. Tessa, what did we watch and read this week?
0: We watched Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. Yeah. And we read it too. It was the same, same title. Yeah, same title. Yes.
1: You have some information about the book and the movie before we start with our dual synopsises.
0: Dual synopsis? Yes,
1: because the book was written, you'll get to it, one year, revised 30 years later. Yes. And then even further, a movie was made adapting that.
0: So a little, little bananas this week. A little bananas. Spanning almost 100 years. Like, not quite, but close. Close, yeah. Definitely close. Like ninety years, ninety-one years. Yeah. No, eighty-nine years, something like that.
1: Nineteen thirty
0: yeah. is two thousand twenty. Yeah, so ninety-one years.
1: Nineteen
0: thirty is two thousand and twenty. Right. So, but it, it was in two thousand nineteen.
1: Oh, the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah okay,
0: you're so, right. I am right. The Hidden Staircase is the second volume in the Nancy Drew Mystery Stories series. Written under the pseudonym Carolyn Keene. Published in 1930 and revised in 1959.
1: Now, we read the 1959 version. Yes. I did a little bit of research about the 1930 version. Yeah. A little
0: racist. Um, Against who, everybody? Yeah,
1: a little racist. Um, Nancy's kind of a piece of shit. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like... A, Dick in the older versions, and they like make her way more friendly and likable,
0: way more homemaker.
1: The chapters in the revised versions are all every book is twenty chapters long. Oh, okay. In the older books, it's twenty five, so they definitely condense some stuff. Which, reading it, I can see that in places that you're like, "Oh, this is condensed." Yeah, I think because the plot moves at a lightning speed. Yes. I don't know if five extra chapters would make that less like that. But but you know. Nancy's attitude's different. Um her caretaker, the housemaid, in mm-hmm. the older versions is much more of a maid and more of a mother figure in the books, in the newer books. And she's not even and she's literally related to Nancy in the movie. Yeah. So it's just kinda completely different in that sense. So anyway, please okay. continue.
0: The book has a word count of 54,418 words, and you can read it in an hour and 32 minutes. Okay.
1: I so. don't think that's true.
0: That's what it said.
1: Well, it took me way longer than that. You oh. Did you read it in an hour and 32 no? minutes? Yeah, I didn't either. This was definitely the longest one we've read so far. Yeah, it's the longest To me. But,
0: yeah. The title was first published in 1930 and updated in 1959. And it remains to be the most popular title in the entire series. As of 2001, it has sold 1.8 million copies, putting it at number 68 in the list of the top 100 all-time best-selling children's
1: books. So one away from the perfect number, which is, of course, 67.
0: Right. Clearly. So close. So close. Maybe one day.
1: It'll lose a spot? Yes. Or gain a spot? Gain a spot, maybe. Well, lose a spot. Somebody else lost a spot. Anyway.
0: Who knows? <laughs> Creator Edward Straitmeyer wrote the book's outlines, but ghostwriters collaborated to pen the titles under the name Carolyn Keene. Author Mildred Wirt wrote 23 of the first 25 titles, which means she had the most influence on developing Nancy as a character, and she made no more than $250 per book. That's crazy.
1: Well, that's what ghostwriters were paid. They were paid at the wage... Of what, because most of the ghostwriters then were journalists, mm-hmm. so they were paid the wage of a journalist for two months. That's what a journalist would make in two months back then. Oh, she also said that this one is her favorite out of all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so she wrote. I mean, she was a ghostwriter, so she had an outline. Yeah. But Edward Straight Straightmeyer, he wrote the Hardy Boys. Oh, okay. And that's, and he thought, oh, I'll write one for a girl. Because
0: Nancy Drew makes an appearance in the Hardy Boys, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah,
1: eventually. But he never saw Nancy Drew get popular. He died before that. Mm. And his daughters took over. His okay. daughter and his wife, or his daughters, somebody yeah. took over ghostwriting or outlining.
0: Oh, okay. There are currently 592 Nancy Drew books.
1: Yes. And that's spanning several different series. The original series technically ended in like 2003. Oh, really? Technically. Yeah. You know, for whatever that's worth. Right.
0: So. I know I I read I only read one Nancy Drew book growing up and it happened to be it was because uh my niece had got it from the library and I was bored at my sister's house one day and read it. Um and yeah. it was Nancy Drew and the Tornado or something.
1: <laughs> I never read Nancy Drew. I did mm-hmm. read a couple of Nancy Drew and Hardy Boy's mysteries. And I read a handful of Hardy Boys books. Yeah. But never Nancy Drew. Because she's the girl version of Hardy Boys. Why would I you know? Right. They have that. It's called Hardy Boys. So <laughs> Right. So tell us about the movie.
0: Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase was released on March fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. It is an American teen mystery comedy comedy, I say it loosely. Film directed by Kat Shea. The film stars Sophia Lillis in the role of Nancy Drew as she investigates the haunted house. The film runtime is 89 minutes and has a rating of 67% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: With like a lot of reviews.
0: I think that's really generous.
1: I think that's extremely generous. I don't think the movie is terrible, but I don't think it's great either. It's not. Yeah. I can see why they didn't make any sequels.
0: Like 65% generous. Like of the 67. Like 2% would be. You
1: think this is a 2% movie? So, do you have anything else about it, or do you have some stuff after?
0: I have the um, after. Okay. All
1: right. Well, let's talk about the book first. Okay. Because that's the bigger synopsis I have. I have a very shorter synopsis for the the movie.
0: Yes. You want me to just bust in whenever? Yes. Okay.
1: The story begins with Nancy Drew, who is described as, quote, attractive and blonde-haired.
0: I'm wondering if it was, like, a time period thing, because all of these may... Pro- anti- or protagonists in these books of the that we've read have been described as attractive.
1: Yeah, it must have been. So Nancy, who's described as attractive and blood, gets a phone call from her friend Helen wanting to accept a new case about a haunted house Helen's Aunt Rosemary and Great Aunt Flora live in. Nancy asks her friend and aunt to come by to explain more. Seconds after getting off the phone, there's a knock at the door and a random stranger Nathan Gomber Gober Gomer I don't know G O M B E R Gomber, Gomber
0: I always thought the B was silent.
1: Oh, you did. Yeah. I never thought that. I'm going to call him Gomber. Okay. Nathan Gomber shows up looking for her father Carson Drew. Now, is Cars is the name Carson ever said? It's always Mr. Drew.
0: Yeah. I had to
1: literally look it up.
0: That it was Carson? Yeah. It was said in the movie.
1: Well, but I read the book first. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's ever mentioned that his name is Carson. It's Mr. Really. Drew or your dad or father. Yeah. It's never like car it, Even the, they have a maid and she's always like, you know. Mr. Drew. Yes.
0: Who, But he's like the only one that isn't described with their, both their first and last name. Yes. Because all of them constantly Yes, you're right. Yeah. All of them constantly are, Oh, that's our that's Helen Corning or that's um Yes. Hannah whatever Gruen. And it's like and it's like way into the book, like you know who Helen is, but she says the phone rang, it was Helen Corning. Yeah. We know who Helen is, Nancy. Stop
1: Mr. Drew is not home, but Gomber decides to talk to Nancy anyway. Gomber tells Nancy that people want to break her father's legs because he's a crooked lawyer. No? is that not? It? You're not going to stop me? That's a lie? Okay, he's not really a crooked it, he's lawyer. He's
0: not a crooked lawyer.
1: There's something about a railroad that Mr. Drew is working for buying property for them to build a bridge, and someone didn't sign a paper, but did sign a paper, but there wasn't a notary public to witness right. the signing of the paper or some shit. So why you would sign the paper? Anyway. And now the guy who did sign, but didn't have the notary public there whose um, name is Willie Wharton, he's hiding to try and get the railroad company to pony up more money. And Nathan Gomber is like his attorney or the dude overseeing that. It's very, very gray. Yes. Because he wants more money. Yes. So Gomber basically threatens Nancy and tells her to stay close to her dad. I mean, like literally threatens her.
0: Right. Like you could probably call the police. Yeah. But as we know, they don't call the police in this. Well, That's what true. We might not know. Well, well, she does end up calling the police. They a end lot, up going to the yeah. police
1: station like a shitload of but times. But at the very beginning, the no, nobody
0: no police. calls
1: the police. Yeah. Gomer leaves just as Nancy's friend Helen, and her aunt Rosemary pull up again. That's Helen's aunt. The two of them explain to Nancy that shit's been going down in the old mansion, without any explanation. Stuff is being stolen. Chairs are being moved. <clears> it's yeah, dun, it's dun. dun Crazy. Not giving an answer right away to Helen and her aunt nan and her aunt. Nancy tells of other things going on to Helen, quote, I cannot tell you all the details, but dad has been threatened, and I feel I ought to stay close to him. But there's been a murder. But like you literally just described the details. What happened? Yeah. That's all she knows. Listen. I can't tell you the details, but here they are.
0: Here's every bit of the details.
1: They understand, and they await her answer. Finally, later that night, her father comes home, and they exchange stories. Mr. Drew says Gomber is full of shit, apparently, and Mr. Drew is going to go to Chicago to find the man, Willie Wharton. Nancy decides to take up the scary case.
0: I guess I'm confused on why they thought Willie Wharton would be in Chicago.
1: That's never explained.
0: Oh, okay. They just were like, hey, we'll try Carson Chicago. Thinks
1: that he's in Chicago. Oh, okay. He has a tip or something, I think. Even later that night, Nancy goes on a date with a man named Dirk. Yes. I'm Dirk. <laughs> And we haven't talked about it, but Nancy in the book is 18. Yes. She's a full-fledged adult. She can drive. Which yeah. she does. She does, yes. yeah.
0: But she goes on this date with Dirk.
1: And it was swell. it was...
0: But very undescript. Like, there was no, like... No, wasn't.
1: It? it was a huge... Descri- they described the play and everything. No, like... Oh, he has no description.
0: I... Well... Yeah, like, there's no description of him. Like, how she feels about him or anything like that. Like...
1: Well, she had fun. She wants to go out on a date after she solves this mystery.
0: Oh, she does say that. Married to the job.
1: (laughs) After church the following day, Nancy and her father stop by the construction site that the bridge is being built at. As they're on the bridge, a runaway truck attempts to run them over. Mm -hmm. They jump into the water just in time.
0: Just in time, and this was Nancy and pumps.
1: Yes, Nancy and pumps. Because they they made sure to mention several times.
0: Yes. Better take those pumps off, Nancy. Oh, no, Father. I think I'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be just fine. It's the bee's knees being on this bridge.
1: Investigating the scene, Nancy notices that the footprints were made out of, not of those of work boots, but those of businessman's shoes. Then they go home and act like nothing happened.
0: Okay, yes. This is one of the second time that something crazy's happened, and nobody's been like, hey, we should probably tell somebody. Still. the police something
1: Yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah bananas the next day nancy goes off to twin elms again that's where the haunted house is that's the name of that area yes to solve the ghost case and her father to chicago to find willie wharton as nancy goes to pick up helen helen has a secret she's to be married quote nancy i want to tell you a big big secret i'm going to be married i'm to be married why helen how wonderful who is he His name is John Archer, and he's simply out of this world. I'm a pretty lucky girl. I met him a couple of months ago when he was home on short vacation.
0: Yeah, so she met him once.
1: But they've been writing.
0: Also, she's pregnant?
1: No, she certainly is not. Not even in 1959, she's not
0: pregnant. You might be.
1: No way. I don't know. They arrive at Twin Elms, but there is another ghost attack. This (laughs) time, a pearl necklace was stolen. Helen says, quote, you don't mean the, the lovely one that has been in the family so many years.
0: Not that family artifact. Are you kidding?
1: Nancy begins the hunt in earnest.
0: But it's like, hunt a little bit. Let's go eat, eat lunch. Oh, my God. Everything hunt is
1: interrupted little... by some type of meal with yes. these bitches.
0: <laughs> and there's four women eaten. here now.
1: There's Nancy, her friend Helen, Helen's aunt, Aunt Rosemary, yes. and Helen's great aunt, Aunt Flora which is Aunt Rosemary's mother.
0: Yes. I also wanted to like throw in there I was wondering if it was because of like because the Boxcar children who were constantly interrupted by meals. Yeah. And and this were written around the 1930s.
1: Originally, right. Yeah. I'm
0: wondering if it was because of the Great Depression.
1: I th- that's another thing that they uh, Nancy gets shit for in the originals before the mo- it gets modernized mm-hmm. for the 50s, right? Is the Great de- is she like lives this life of luxury? Yeah, where like money's not an issue for her, right? Like she has her own car. She has her own car. She
0: does. a yeah. little you know blue convertible. I mean?
1: Yeah, and so that's another thing that she gets sh- they got shit on back in the day for,
0: right? Which so. is what I'm, I'm wondering if they got interrupted with so many meals and such descriptive meals because it was the 1930s and you wanted to that escape. Be and
1: true. I never thought of that. That's well, a very interesting thought. I don't know. The young women begin to search but have nothing to show for it. During lunch with the four women, Nancy hears a noise, the radio. But no one had turned on the radio that day. They run upstairs to go look. Helen has a great solution, though. Quote, Nancy... Do you think the radio could have been turned on by remote control? I've heard of such things. Again, I know this is like the like fifty on the radio, but like, hey, have you heard? I heard I got remote controls for radios. It's just like, no, you dumb bitch. As it turns aviation's out, aviation's a small. <laughs> what were you going to say?
0: Aviation's a big thing now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man wasn't meant to fly. <laughs> if God wanted us to fly, give us wings. <laughs> Newspapers here. As it turns out, someone wants to buy the old mansion. There's a knock at the door, and the old woman—one of the old women—I don't remember which one—one one of the old women, thinking it's the guy who wants to buy the ha- buy the mansion. They do not want to sell, mostly because the price he's offering is just so low. Yeah. Nancy opens the door, and as it turns out, the son of a bitch who wants to buy it is <laughs> Nathan Gomer. <laughs> you bastard! God save Nathan Gomer.
0: Where's my father? Oh wait, I don't know. He's missing yet.
1: Yeah, he's not. Well, he's not missing yet.
0: Oh. He didn't no, get he's ma- not. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. God, oh, text, shit. So we're only on chapter five. Gomber wants the place, but not the place next door, which happens to be a replica of this one. BT dubs. Oh, that's it, mentioned at that point. It's mentioned that like there's the other lot is literally for sale and it's literally a twin building of this. Right. It's, you know, yeah. it's a little more dilapidated, but
0: yeah, because this a is a
1: pre-World care. War I building.
0: Yeah. This is
1: like a Civil War. This is a Civil War mansion plantation style. Right. Because they would hide like people in these like passages, allegedly. And that other one is for sale, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want it. No. As he leaves, defeated, the women go to the parlor to talk.
0: If he can't have Twin Peaks, Twin Elms, not Twin Peaks. <laughs> if he can't tw- have Twin Elms, no one can. Suddenly,
1: the chandelier, in the <clears throat> parlor, begins to shake. Nancy goes upstairs to see if she can recreate what is happening to the chandelier. As she is up there, Nancy hears Helen scream. Ah! And again, that's how the chapter ends. Like that, I, so I'm, when you hear these big breaks, I'm like breaking in the chapter, right? Because I had to have it written by chapter. Nancy runs back down to Helen. Helen says, "Quote, out there, looking in that window." Helen pointed to the front window of the parlor next to the hall. The most horrible face I ever saw was it a man's face?
0: Nancy questioned.
1: Oh, I don't know. It looked just like a gorilla.
0: So no, it wasn't a man's face.
1: Nancy goes outside and searches to come up empty-handed. She then begins to look for hidden entrances to the house. The four women have dinner because she gives up and is hungry, and Nancy's dad calls. He can't seem to find Willie, and he'll be by in a few days to help with the spooky shit. Right. Suddenly, they hear a violin coming from upstairs.
0: Yes. Nancy's tiniest violin.
1: It's terrible. Nancy races up to see who or what is playing the music, but finds no answers. Quote, Let's continue our search right after breakfast tomorrow, Helen responded.
0: Yes. Gotta breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And food is the most important thing to this story. Yeah.
1: They finally decide to call the police. And without a problem, the chief says he will send a man over to monitor the grounds at night. They go to bed feeling better.
0: They do. After a, a midnight snack. Excuse me. A 945 snack.
1: <laughs> but later that night, Nancy is awoken by something she thinks she hears. She goes to the window, and lo and behold, there is a figure out in the woods. Just then, she has a knock on her door. Miss Flora, again the great aunt, wants Nancy to come to Aunt Rosemary's room. She walks in and sees the two, and sees two burning eyes, which turn out to be an owl. Whoo hoo! Spooky, very spooky. They get the owl out of the house, and Nancy decides to go outside and see if the cop really did show up or not.
0: Because on top of super sleuth. She's also an animal handler. Oh, she's everything. She is everything. She's a jack-of-all-trades. Except for
1: single, she's not married at 18, or to be married.
0: Spinster. No, Helen's three years older than her.
1: Yeah, Helen's too late, too.
0: Yeah. Her Her and the cop talk,
1: so she goes outside, but nothing happens. The next day, Nancy searches the other buildings on the property, thinking that there's an underground passage to the main house. Once again, no luck. Nope. Hannah, which who we have not mentioned yet, Nancy's house servant, calls. Hannah Gruen. Yes. You ignorant slut. Nancy's father has been tied up with something and won't be there tomorrow night after all. Also, Hannah heard that Willie Wharton, the man who Mr. Drew went to Chicago for, has been seen in town. <gasps> Why don't you call fucking Carson and let him she know?
0: She can't. Plot. Hannah Gruen. To help Nancy
1: feel better about her dad not coming, the girls decide to play dress up. Yes. It's kind of odd to imagine these 18 and 21-year-old women playing dress-up with one of the girls' middle-aged aunt and super great old aunt.
0: Yep. But they do it. Also, it's dress-up like 1700s dress-up.
1: But for them, it's not like no, super I far-fetched. Cause, no, I, mean, for I know. For us, it is. I but- know. But
0: like they're, the way the stuff was described, it was like it sounded like it was from the 1700s. Or yeah, because
1: it was. Yeah. Yeah. Just then, in the middle of this weird-ass fetish scene, yes. they hear the policeman yelling at someone outside. Turns out he's yelling at Albert Watson, who lives nearby and was cutting through the property to get home as his wife had the car. He's also a notary public, which is important later on.
0: Things went bad when they started letting women drive.
1: I literally had to go back and be like, oh, he's a notary public, because that definitely plays the plot later on, and it's so weird. <laughs> Quote, You'll find out. So the girls are questioning him if he's like legitimately like a serious, normal person. Yes. Quote, you'll find out all right why I'm even a notary public. They don't give away a notary's license to dishonest folks. They don't. They do.
0: So that's where I thought I was like, oh, it's him because why would they just say, oh, he's dishonest? Because I didn't actually think the book would say that the... would not throw any kind of a twist into who did it, who Dude, done it
1: that's the other thing look we're this is that's chapter nine we're almost halfway through i right? turns out that's all true albert is exactly who he says he is and the girls all go to bed but as nancy's going over the day a fine
0: of, meal of roast beef
1: <laughs> but as nancy's going over the day's events in her mind she realizes she missed a clue in the attic when they were up there gathering costumes
0: I can't remember what the clue was.
1: The next day, they search the attic and come up empty-handed again. So don't worry, nothing. Oh. Nancy is positive that there is a secret staircase to get into the house, though, and she thinks of setting a trap for the ghost to fall into. They do just that, and at midnight, they go down, Nancy in the kitchen, Helen in the library. A few minutes go by, and then Nancy hears Helen run to the front of the door and yell for the police. Now, that's chapter 10. We're literally through halfway through this book yes who are our suspects
0: willie wharton and nathan gomer and albert watson and albert watson
1: and exactly like there's nothing
0: there's not even like a, uh, oh no, it could be this person and there's no
1: mystery either it's just like shit's weird
0: yeah because i think i was like because you asked me like oh who do you think did it and i was like i don't know her fiance like <laughs> ellen's fiance because who i don't know there's <laughs> like nothing there's nothing else it. yeah
1: Helen thinks she saw the couch move, but again, no luck in finding anything. They go to sleep, but wake up that morning and notice more food has been taken, so someone was there. Hannah, the Drew's housekeeper, calls Nancy again, saying she wants to speak to her father. Confused, Nancy puts together that the telegram received earlier was a hoax, and he's actually in trouble.
0: Also, can I just throw out, like, go right now off the top of your head, what do we have in our fridge? (laughs) I mean, but I could
1: tell if like if there was milk in the fridge and the milk was gone, which is what happened. I guess I don't know. I just I feel like I mean, if but she did look beforehand, and then looked the next day, the next morning, and there she's like, okay, there is stuff gone. I can see that.
0: Just be on my side.
1: I wasn't. That was that did not shock me at all. That was not one of the many many fucking things that I disliked about this book. (laughs) Nancy tries to solve this mystery of her father by calling the hotel, the train station, the airport, all kinds of things.
0: Calling the operator and then being connected to yes, the hotel.
1: That's the other thing, too. She drives down to the train station where a woman describes seeing her father get off the train and into a taxi the day before. Quote, Now look, Harry, this girl's afraid of her father. Ha- She's afraid of her father, see? This girl's afraid that her father has been kidnapped. It's up to you to tell her all you know. Kidnap, the taxi man shouted. Oh, good night. Now I don't know what to do. Nancy had a sudden thought. Quote, has somebody been threatening you, Harry? She asked. The cab driver's eyes narrowly popped, nearly popped out of his head. Well, he said, since you've guessed it, I better tell you everything I know.
0: Here's all of my information. Long
1: story short, it seems her father was drugged and kidnapped by a man with a crinkly ear.
0: I never got to see what a freaking crinkly, fucking
1: crinkly ear. This crinkly ear, man, is just.
0: It's almost as bad as the blue watery eyes. Yes. The pudgy man with blue watery eyes.
1: The other thing we haven't mentioned yet is like they constantly don't, they don't say Nancy. No. Ever. Well, they do, but they're never like Nancy did this. It's
0: the young sleuth
1: or the detective did this. The
0: young detective. Yes. It's constantly the young sleuth, the young detective.
1: Yes. And she does everything gaily. Yes. Which I understand like back then it's not like, oh, like she's gay. But she's just like they danced gaily, yeah. they smiled gaily, they ate gaily. Like that's the descriptor for everything yes. she does. It so gaily and, you're and like, perfectly. You're like, oh my god, I get it. She's like the happiest child ever. Like she's the happiest eighteen year old virgin ever. Right.
0: Like I get that she's a sleuth. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. They the young sleuth. The like, young detective. Constantly. She's real young. I got it.
1: So long story short, like I said, her father was drugged and kidnapped by a man with a crinkly ear. And somebody else,
0: he spills his guts instantly. Like you don't, you just have to be like, "Oh, hey," and he's like, "Let me tell you everything I know."
1: Yeah, but also it's super kind of fucked up. You're like, but she's
0: real good at interrogating people.
1: Oh yes, Nancy takes the long way back to Twin Elms and investigates a cave nearby on the property. Cave not mentioned previously at all, ever. Zero reference to it.
0: It, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, there just happened to be this this hallway that we didn't hear about. You mentioned
1: out. when we were reading that you're like, it's like she just like was like, oh, here new plot device. Yeah. Ooh, new plot device. Yeah. Ooh, new plot device. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right. The cave yields no results, shockingly enough, but she does find a recent newspaper with something clipped out. Something. When she walks back to her car, she notices a man fitting the description of the one with the crinkly ear. Who kidnapped her father.
0: Basically just, he has a crinkly ear. No other.
1: And he's ugly. Isn't and he is, ugly?
0: Some, I don't know, blue, watery blue eyes, some shit.
1: Nancy chases after the man, but he gets away. Chu finally reports her findings to the cops. Finally. Chapter 13, we're finally calling the cops. Finally. When asking for a description, Nancy says, quote, Harry didn't notice anything except for that fellow's hands didn't look as, as if they did any kind of physical work. The taxi man said they were kind of soft and pudgy.
0: Have you ever noticed whether or not Amanda's a man no. does any kind of physical I've
1: never noticed your hands. Oh. You could paint your nails yesterday, and I would not know. I did paint my nails yesterday. I know. I did know.
0: Okay. That was a joke.
1: Oh. Nancy on the phone has Helen come running, yelling up to her saying, watch out for the ceiling, and then the ceiling collapses.
0: Yes. And knocks Nancy the fuck out.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. After cleaning up the mess, Nancy calls her housekeeper to have the housekeeper read the newspaper ad that was clipped out of the one newspaper she found in the woods.
0: Okay. Rewind. Back to when the ceiling fell on her. Because this is my one of my major issues with this book. Which, it, it happens to every single character. Literally, Nancy gets knocked out by the ceiling, collapsing on her. Probably concussed. Okay. But gets right back up and gets back to it.
1: Yeah, because they, her and Helen clean up.
0: Yes. And yes. They spend it's an right hour back cleaning up, it says. I, so I, the tornado, the tornado Nancy Drew book I read. Right. She has to solve a, a mystery in Oklahoma. They're driving through with her father in an RV, some shit. I don't know. She literally gets sucked up in a car into a tornado. Okay. And has to bail out of the car in order to survive. Okay. And lands on on the ground right ground was soft so she didn't break any bones the only thing she suffered through was extreme exhaustion so it's clearly an issue I thought that's
1: what you remember about that
0: uh, well because I thought it was bullshit (laughs) like really you got you got sucked up in a tornado and you came out with just severe exhaustion, no broken bones or anything. But that's how it, like, that's what it was in this book. Like, right. the ceiling collapsed on her and she gets up and cleans up the mess.
1: Yeah, like nothing's, ha- like oh, nothing yeah. happens. Like It is very serialized in the sense that it's, I know it wasn't written chapter by chapter and published in like a magazine. Right. But it could have been. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of those, like, this could have been like a chapter a month in a magazine kind of thing. Yeah. For sure. Turns out the dude with the jacked up ear is named Samuel Greenman. As Nancy's at the police station getting all this information, Helen calls in a panic for her to come home.
0: Excuse me. Helen Corning calls.
1: Miss Flora, the great aunt, has fainted and she saw a man on the second floor of the
0: house. No, she had a heart at- she had a heart attack.
1: Well, but it was turned out she was just fainting. But
0: But in that chapter, that's it's how it started. Okay, yeah. She had a heart attack.
1: She describes the man as, quote, a man who hasn't shaved in goodness knows how long and has an ugly face and kind of longish hair. So, real descriptive. Nailed it. They decide to search the parlor again. This time, they find something in the cabinet that opens a secret passageway. Finally. Chapter 15 is called, and we haven't mentioned this either, but each chapter has a title of it. Yes. This one's called A New Suspect. There's no new suspect. No by the way. Yeah. I remember that being like, oh, finally, we're just, like, I was like, I new suspect like finally a yes. new one. Who's the old one? Right. Nancy explores the passageway, which help, helps to explain why the ghost knows so much about the plans of the women. As you can hear everything in these back hallways. Meanwhile, more news is learned about Nancy's missing dad. The railroad is going to have to cave in and give the people more money. If her father isn't found by Monday. Nancy goes to the store to help make herself feel better. Quote, Dad loves thick, juicy steaks. <laughs> I forgot. How could you forget that? It just, it's, it makes no sense. And it's in the middle of some, like, I went to the store to make myself feel better. Dad loves thick, juicy steaks. Who the fuck doesn't love thick, juicy steaks?
0: Right. Vegans.
1: Yeah. And they're not even people.
0: <laughs> Dad loves thick, juicy steaks. What the fuck, Nancy.
1: As Nancy and Helen pull back into Twin Elms, they spot Nathan Gomer pulling out, who is smiling. Nancy gives chase. Yes. The chase doesn't last long, nope. as Nancy's a punk-ass bitch. And Gomer <laughs> goes through a light that turns red for Nancy, and she stops.
0: I must follow all traffic laws. So the
1: page-long chase comes to a very dramatic close, with Nancy going back to the police and reporting it to them. Yes. They make their way back to Twin Elms, finally, and it seems as though Miss Flora has sold the property to Gomer. Which is why he was smiling as he pulled out.
0: Because you can sell something to somebody when they're sick. Or you can sell...
1: They hear a noise up in the attic, and the two girls and the aunt go upstairs to investigate. Up there, they hear laughter. Just then, Aunt Rosemary says, quote, the dumbest fucking... A, first off, the dumbest thing in the entire book. This pissed me off to no end. (laughs) My father once told my mother that there's a trap door on the roof. I never saw it, and I forgot of having heard of it, until this minute
0: it's so i'm telling the you the fuck the they, fuck she has she had a beginning she had an end she filled in every plot hole with something uh,
1: every and minute. i don't know if that's because of the outline and she's a ghostwriter or yeah, what yeah yeah but yes every time you're like they were up in the attic 3 or 4 times in this book already you just
0: now fucking thought of that like oh
1: yeah i know we've been up here like 3 or 4 times already getting dresses to play fuck dolls but to play fuck dolls <laughs> <laughs> It's just the dog. Uh, uh, so I write, gee, thanks for finally recalling such a pivotal piece of information with three chapters left.
0: Get the fuck out of here, Aunt Rosemary. They manage to find
1: the trap door and Nancy goes up it. She spots a tower that she thinks might be hiding a ghost and crawls over to it. No ghost. Yes. Nancy sees the property across the way, the twin, the twin mansion of Twin Elms, and wants to go visit it. Her and Helen go to the realtor in town to have a look But the property has just been bought by none other than Nathan Gomer.
0: That fucks hard. God
1: save Nathan Gomer. Nancy gets a call from the chief of police. They have just arrested Samuel Greenman. Finally. Quote, Miss Drew, we think you can help the police. I'll be glad to know how. Because we're inadequate. Captain Ross smiled. You may not know it, but you're a very persuasive young lady. I believe that you might be able to get information out of both Harry and Greenman where we have failed. "'I'll be happy to try, but on one condition,' she grinned at the officer. "'I must talk to these men alone.'" Request granted.
0: "'Sure. Why not? They're, they've kidnapped people. Might as well.'"
1: And seconds later into her interrogation, quote, "'You've got me exactly right, miss. I had almost nothing to do with taking your father away. The guy I was with, he's the old-timer. He's got a long prison record. I haven't—I haven't honest, miss.'" This is my first offense. Golly gee. Basically at this point, we're at chapter 18 in the middle of it. Everything gets solved. Yes. Nancy essentially solves the case out loud to Helen and us, the reader. Right. Right. She thinks that Gomer was behind everything somehow. She thinks that Willie Wharton, the man who Mr. Drew was searching for, is actually the ghost. Yep. And when Willie heard Nancy was going to be put on the case to solve the ghost thing, Told Willie told Gomer to try and get Nancy away by scaring her about her father. Yes. When that didn't work, he kidnapped Mr. Drew to get her away from Twin Elms so that he could buy the place from the old lady. Right. Which is exactly what did happen.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened.
1: Without any reason...
0: Or twists.
1: Well, oh yeah, no twists or anything. No twists at all. Without any reason, the realtor who wouldn't let Nancy into the house across the way shows up and gives Nancy the key to the old manor because plot. Here you be. Yeah, he's just like, oh, here you go. And then they're like, cool, we'll go in the morning.
0: Yes. Like, uh, my father's missing, but I'm going to get a good night's sleep.
1: Nancy and Helen go to investigate.
0: After a nice breakfast,
1: <laughs> it seems as though someone has been living in this old manor after all. They go upstairs and find a closet that's built into the wall, having a secret passage inside. Yep. They go in and they hear a voice, quote, Stop. You can't go in there. Last chapter. Finally. Turns out to be Willie Wharton, who is working for Gomer. Who was, the head of, who was the head of the whole thing.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Willie was scaring the girls, but not stealing from them. That was Gomer. He was trying to get a lower price on the house to turn them into housing lots. He hired Willie while waiting, waiting out the railroad. Yep. Nancy, along with the police who were called, searched the passageways and find a room with her father drugged up. Yep. Meanwhile, Gomer gets arrested off screen and the mystery ends.
0: And they wake up his, her dad with some smelling salts and he's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, he's totally fine. And like, and then literally like, oh, we arrested Goober. Yep. Done. Now. How did you feel? Th- this is no mystery. No, I don't understand how this is considered a mystery book at it's all. Not. Even back then, though. Because like, they told you who did it. And I, they did it. I mean, Sherlock Holmes was written well before this. Right. And it's a mystery. Yep. These are not... mystery. There was no mystery here. None at all. Yeah. So what grade do you give this book?
0: I guess C minus. That's exactly
1: what I'm giving it. Yeah. It's not horribly well written. It's not horribly written. No. But it's... Everything's gaily. Everything is done gaily.
0: A young sleuth.
1: She, uh, that's just like saying everything was done with a smile. Everything was done with a smile.
0: And she's perfect. Like that... Yeah. Again, this that's is... That's
1: another problem with these
0: books. I, I don't know if it's because like characters today are written so like real like that they have character flaws and they you know that you can relate to them but like the boxcar children nancy drew i'm sure the hardy boys i've never read them but i'm sure the hardy boys i don't remember they all are the same perfect they would never do anything wrong they like they always please their parents and (laughs) they solve mysteries in their spare time and it's just like while also dating, you know, the yeah. quarterback or what I don't even know.
1: All right. So that's the book. Yes. I have a small synopsis for the movie. So <laughs> let's talk about the movie because it it is a spiritual adaptation. Yes. And, and when I mean that, I mean like Nancy Drew is in it. Carson's in it. Hannah's in it. Helen's in it.
0: People, they use the names.
1: Flora's in it. Nate is in it. They don't call him Nathan. They call him Nate.
0: Nate, yeah.
1: And they don't say his last name. Willie Wharton is in it.
0: Willie really <laughs> Wharton is in it.
1: And they play similar-ish roles yes so they don't the book does. The, the book very off color mentions that Nancy's mother has passed in the older versions she is like 10 when her mom dies yeah in the updated versions she is uh three in this movie her mom has just recently died
0: yeah and she's 16
1: yes and she's 16 her age yes yeah, so I that's literally my first sentence after her mother's death, 16-year-old sleuth Nancy Drew and her fa- father Carson moved from Chicago to rural River Heights and live with her na- na- with Nancy's aunt Hannah.
0: Yes. So they made
1: her the, an aunt her instead of a maid. A
0: maid, yes. because
1: Carson is active in local politics, and again, he's still an attorney, right. fighting the development of a train line through town.
0: But Nancy is also a delinquent.
1: Nancy and her two very uncool friends bully the town bully after he makes fun of one of them with a viral video. Yes. A little while later, a local thub named Willie Wharton threatens Nancy one night to try to scare her father into backing down.
0: And nobody calls the police.
1: Now, in the book, Nancy's father works for the railroads building the bridge. Mm-hmm. In this, he's working to stop the railroad tr- company from building a station in town. Yes. So it's kind of the opposite. Right. Because big business is bad now. It is bad. In 2019. Yes,
0: but in back in the day it wasn't.
1: Nancy has to participate in community service as punishment for the prank on the school bully. Nancy meets Flora, an elderly woman needing help with an apparent haunting in her home. Nancy stays the night at Flora's home along with Flora's niece Helen, the bully's girlfriend, Nancy's rival.
0: They're not friends. Not at all. No, they hate each other, but they also want to fuck.
1: The other thing that I bothered me when we were watching it, so I was like, Nancy's bully girlfriend is kind of cute. Like, she's pretty. She's Yeah. And I was like, oh, but she's like 16. Thank God she's literally your age. Yeah. She's literally your age. So she was like, if this was filmed in 2018, she was like 29, Yeah. 30. So she I'm like, literally it's okay. Is- it's okay that I can find her pretty and be like, yeah. oh, she's kind of cute. Because it's not like, oh, she's 16 and kind of cute. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, yes. oh. But I, but she like, also Helen in the movie is dressed very provocatively. Oh, yeah. I mean like crop tops, tank tops, sh- very short skirts. Yeah. Like way, and Nancy is definitely very tomboy-esque.
0: Nick, Nancy skateboards.
1: Yeah, longboards. There's a difference, sorry. bitch.
0: Nancy longboards.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's a thing. Okay. I've had people that get super ticked when you say skateboard. Like, oh, I longboard, motherfucker. Oh, like, sorry. It's the same thing. That night, strange strange things begin to happen, with the lights going out and then exploding, cabinet doors and drawers opening, and a cloaked figure mysteriously appearing, warning Nancy to give up her mystery.
0: While choking her out.
1: While choking her out, and candles float in the air. Yes. Now And the dude floats. Yes. Now, when we were watching this, because we had already read the book, we were both looking at each other like, what the fuck?
0: What is happening? This is
1: legit a ghost story now?
0: we're so confused i was
1: like what the fuck they really made a weird i mean i know they modernized it because they all have like because they're you know it's modern but i was just like "Ugh!" and the house isn't in the giant manner. it's a big house but it's like in the middle of the town in
0: the middle of town nancy
1: thinks that someone broke in and tried to scare them wow who would have thought nancy and helen investigate and they find a secret passage that leads to the outside Revealing how the ghost enters the house. Mm-hmm. The Secret Passage also contains props to that the intruder used to haunt the house, such as uh, the rigged fuse box, uh, things like that. Right. Again, though, like the house is big but not huge. How do you not notice this giant room in the middle of your house that you can't get into?
0: Oh, yeah. It's hidden
1: behind a bookcase, but still- in the movie, it's a giant room. Oh, yeah. And hallways.
0: With furniture and. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, how
1: do you not notice this thing? Plot. They also learn that the hallucinations are caused by high amounts of concentrated nutmeg put through the house's air conditioner.
0: How did they figure that out, Elliot?
1: I don't remember. How did they figure that out? They
0: break into the high school oh. and get Nancy's ugly friend to test it.
1: Whoa, they're both ugly. Both of Nancy's other friends are super ugly. Okay, don't just.
0: Ugly, smart friend.
1: Okay, and that's the other one. Ugly, dumb friend? I don't know. Okay.
0: There wasn't enough detail.
1: There is not. Nancy relays as her father, who is staying out of town on a business trip, has not checked in with her or her aunt recently. She calls her father's, her father's friend, Nate, who tells her that Carson's meeting is at a campsite and the reception must be bad. I already knew he was a bad guy because I assumed Nate was Nate Gomer. Yeah. I automatically assumed yeah. he was a bad guy. Worried that something has happened to him, Nancy and Helen head to Carson's hotel. They discover that he has not he's never checked out and his cell phone is still in his room. Security footage from the previous night reveals that Carson was ambushed and kidnapped by Wharton. Nancy's friends Bess and George, those are the two, find out that Wharton is also the man who bought the nutmeg used in Flora's house.
0: Tell them tell them how they got the they got access to the security footage, Elliot.
1: Uh, they threaten the they threaten the lady by like calling the her boss
0: on her? Because she's drinking. Because she's drinking, yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, it is stupid. Yeah. Somehow Nancy realizes Carson is being kept in the secret passage in that old house. Yeah. She just like she's like, Oh, that's where Dad's at.
0: Yeah. Like you were just Has there. Yeah.
1: She and Helen head to Flora's house where they find that Wharton and Nate are holding Carson and Flora hostage. Yes. It is revealed that Wharton and Nate were working together to sabotage the anti-train movement all along and that their scheme was, was meant to force Flora to sell her house so the line could be built through her property. Yep. Way better than the book. That would have been way better than the book. <laughs> right. But also her house is like in the middle of the town. You're like, what? That makes no sense.
0: Well, but they thought, oh, if this house sells, then all the other houses Which also sell. still makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Plot.
1: Nancy and Helen work together to save Carson and Flora from the bad guys, who are then arrested by the police. Yes. And that's how that one ends. So similar in nature. Kind of. I mean, the house, the haunting. Yes. The names, the train thing. I mean, connecting the two stories together is terrible. Yeah. They're just a hard connection to make anyway. You know, like it's a forced connection with this train and this house thing. But Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just like, oh, okay. Oh, and like, oh, he happens to be the same guy that's trying to do this.
0: Right. Like, what? I modernizing is hard. Well,
1: even in the old one, it's the same way. Like, how do you get Carson who's working on this train bridge thing now stuck at the house? Right. Yeah, it's right. just weird. You're like it's what a weird connection. Yeah. Like what a weird set of quin quen- 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 circumstances to bring them together. Yeah. You know? So so do you have more information for us about the book and movie or movie?
0: I do. This is the sixth Nancy Drew movie to be released theatrically by and, Warner Bros.
1: And the only one based off of a book, truly based off of a book.
0: Yeah, because that's what—that's how you found it, right? Like yeah, because I was yeah.
1: looking for it. It's the only one, which is also kind of weird.
0: And the first Nancy Drew theatrical movie to be released since Nancy Drew, 2007, 12 years before. So Nancy Drew with Emma Roberts.
1: Yeah, and neither of them did well because Emma Roberts, I saw, was signed up for three Nancy Drew movies and so was this girl.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh.
1: Because I think they just assumed like, yeah. it's going to get big this time. Yeah. This will be the time.
0: Finally. Sophia Lillis, who plays Nancy Drew, shares a birth the birth month with uh, two of her other... Nancy drew actresses, so Emma Roberts was born in February on February tenth. Sophia Lillis was born on February thirteenth, and Bonita Granville was born on February second different years, but they were all they all were born in February
1: oh the same they share they share the same birth month.
0: that's what I said
1: I know you're that is what you said. I just it's like, oh cool,
0: yeah, they share the same birth month, but Bonita was nineteen twenty three Emma was Nineteen ninety one and and Sophia Lillis was two thousand two. Okay. So the name of the street above the stop sign where Nancy Drew was stopped in her aunt's car is Baker Street.
1: Okay. Sure. Sherlock Holmes.
0: Holmes address was on Baker Street. The mention of the Lilac Inn and an evil twin near the end of the movie are referencing Nancy Drew novels, The Mystery of Lilac Inn, which also featured an apparition, who looked just like Nancy. Wow. Yeah.
1: What a weird connection. Right? That sounds almost like a, oh, by the way, it just happened to be <laughs> like a
0: thing. Like, oh, we just did this.
1: Well, they at the very end of the movie, they reference something, and it's literally the title of the third Nancy Drew book. Oh, okay. So they're like, oh, we're going to do this da-da-da-da thing? Yeah. And that, that's literally the title of the third book. And you're like, oh, cool. Yay. Setting it up. I do like movie version Nancy better than book version Nancy. I do
0: too, but just because she, I felt like
1: she was a person. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nancy Drew in books is a robot
1: that wears pumps yes. and loves food.
0: This was filmed under Ellen DeGeneres's very a very good production. Yeah, I knew that company.
1: All right, so at the end of each episode, we decide to keep one and we burn the other one. So Tessa, which one are you keeping? Which one are you burning?
0: The movie. Just because the...
1: Oh, which one are you keep You're keeping the I'm movie? I'm keeping the
0: movie and burning the book because... Whoa,
1: you're a book burner.
0: Shut up. Um, But I'm keeping the movie because Nancy was a little more relatable. And I guess I could relate to it more. Although, honestly, I could burn both of them and not cry about it. I am doing the same
1: thing for the same reasons. Movie version Nancy was better Carson in the movie is the dad, is the guy, one of the guys from True Blood. So I was like, hey, it's the dude from True Blood that didn't do any, Sam from True Blood, who didn't do anything else after that. I don't know him in anything else. Uh, Hannah was kind of cute. Not Hannah. Hannah was kind of cute. Helen was kind of cute too. Girls are cute in those movies. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm looking for a new wife now at the end of this one. So hit me up. Anyway, there are several ways to get in touch with the show. You can send us an email at.
0: AdaptationAry at Gmail. There you go. Dot com.
1: We're also on Twitter and Instagram at
0: AdaptationsAry.
1: So Tessa, what are we reading next episode?
0: The Christmas train.
1: That's right, because we are now into the Christmas season. We are. Ho, ho, ho.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: So we're leaving our spooky books behind from the fall. Yes. We're moving into our...
0: Just hear those yeah. sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. You feel the
1: Christmas spirit already? I do. Oh, I, I, I know. Can't we've already started decorating before December because that's what you're into? Yes. I hate you so.
0: Lovely much. weather for a sleigh ride together oh. with you.
1: Well, thank you for listening as always, and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye.